0: Hello and welcome to CMO Combo, the CMO Alliance podcast where we dive into the biggest issues facing CMOs and top-level marketers. Today, we're welcoming Craig Dunham, CEO of Deep Crawl, and we're discussing the importance of technical SEO to the role of CMOs, but we'll be diving into a fresh angle as Craig shares his perspective on how marketers can frame proposals to their CEOs and why investing in improved technical SEO is a necessity for modern businesses. Deep Crawl. Savvy CMOs know that SEO has never been a more important part of their marketing mix, ranking at the top of google search results has a direct impact on revenue by lowering customer acquisition costs but content and keyword optimization is only part of the picture following recent search engine updates your overall website health and technical performance are key to ranking well in 2021 and beyond with deep all-in-one technical seo and website health platform your team will have the tools it needs to track your website's technical performance improve page ranking and stay top of mind with customers by staying top of the search results in google Join leading brands who already use Deepcrawl, including teams at Adobe, eBay, Twitch, PayPal, Microsoft, and Canva. Visit deepcrawl.com to ensure your brand reaches its full revenue potential through the one initiative most marketing teams overlook: Technical SEO. Hi, Craig. Welcome to CMO Convo. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. Well, how about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for asking. Thank you for asking. I'm excited for this conversation because we we don't get many CEOs funnily enough on a on the CMO Convo uh, podcast, but it's going to be good to get a CEO's perspective on stuff because I feel like we're getting a little, bit, a little bit insulated in the CMO bubble at the moment, so it's good to get some outsider perspectives. Um, I hope you're excited for this conversation as well, too, you agree?
1: No, I, I certainly I certainly am. I, am. I feel honored that I'm, I think, the first is this rumor that I've yeah, heard. Yeah, no. yeah, you are the first. You are the first CEO we've had, yeah, yeah. I, I, ho- I hope I can, like, live up to the expectation. <laughs> I, can, I can meet the bar that's been, that's been set, so I, I'll do my best here.
0: So, yeah, um, before we do get down to business, uh, how about you introduce yourself to our audience? Because a lot of them have heard the, the Deep Crawl message, but maybe it's good to hear who is Deep Crawl, who is Craig Dunham behind Deep Crawl.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a, a couple minutes on my my background. Uh, pr- prior to Deep Crawl, I was at a number of uh, I've been fortunate to be at a number of high growth SaaS companies, uh, and so I've spent a, a good portion of my career focused on marketing technology in particular. Uh, And it's been a really fun journey to get here. Um, And my path was, uh, you know, in no ways a sort of straight line to to CEO. Um, I've led teams and businesses across a bunch of different functions, including sales and marketing and customer success and product and developers and engineers and sort of more specialized subject matter experts. Um, I've worked a lot actually in financial services uh, throughout my career and that's sort of where my, my path began. Um, I did that job that, you know, like as a finance major in uh, undergrad or in in university, uh, you know, you always want to be an investment banker when you when you come out of college. That's like the ideal job to get. Um, And so I did that for a couple of years. And at some point during that path, I said, there's got to be a a path to happiness that doesn't include 100 plus hour work weeks every week. Um, And uh, and so whatever, however you define happiness, I knew for me, Uh, not against anybody who does that, but for me, that wasn't, that wasn't it. Um, But I did learn a bunch in those first few years. Uh, I then transitioned to uh, what was at the time a tiny little financial data company. So it was an adjacent space uh, where my customers were now investment bankers and private equity. And so I was able to use some of those same skills there. I helped to grow that business uh, from, I guess it was about 75 people or so when I joined there in in the USA when I started, Um, you know, helped lead that business through uh, an acquisition by Standard & Poor's. Uh, We broadened our operations in the U.S. I got to spend a bunch of time launching go-to-market operations uh, for Europe. Um, So I spent five years in London doing that. Uh, spend some time traveling sort of back and forth from London to Asia, uh, launching our operations there in Hong Kong. And so I got this incredible international experience while at Capital IQ. Um, when I left there, we had grown quite significantly. You know, we had six or 700 people uh, outside. You know, we had some data collections operations, but about six or 700 people. Um, and so from 75 to 700 um, was a great, really fun ride. Uh, and then I decided I wanted to do it all over again. And so I went to another tiny little company called Seismic, which is uh, sale, sales enablement software. Um, and I was within the first 20 or so employees. And so I primarily ran go-to-market uh, you know, sales marketing, uh, really focused on uh, financial services customers. So again, sort of bridging that financial services experience quite a bit. Um, and then uh, you know, we grew that business quite well. I eventually moved into a role where I led an acquisition of ours, uh, from you know, Seismic bought bought another company uh, that was like the pull I needed to get me out of the financial services sort of you know silo, and so I got to work with a bunch of different companies from a bunch of different industries, some B two B, some B two C. Um, that was a really really fun experience. Uh, I left Seismic um, you know about a year ago at this point, and uh, you know again we had grown Seismic from 20 people when I started to about 1,500 people when I left over six and a half years, and so incredible, right? To be part of that, you know, 0.001% of companies uh, that that are fortunate enough to do that from a, a revenue growth and evaluation perspective. Um, and then I think all those experiences really led me to deep crawl, right? Um, you know, because it gave me that foundation I needed to, uh, you know, hopefully guide us, not hopefully, we will like, you know, guide us through our next, our next phase of growth. Um, You know, we're going to double down our focus on, uh, you know, providing incredible product that our customers are going to love and they're going to value. We want to make sure we complement that product with, you know, really smart folks who know technical SEO, who know SEO. Uh, we're going to have an incredible customer experience team that we're going to, you know, we're going to uh, leverage to make sure that they're maximizing their value. Uh, and I'm just really, really excited about making impact uh, on on this business and for our customers in, in, in really meaningful ways. So hopefully i give you enough, enough background of how we got to where we are. Definitely, definitely.
0: It sounds like you've had your fingers in pretty much everything to do with MarTech that's important to CMOs these days. Um, so, before we do get into sort of the, the nitty-gritty of technical SEO, because that's what we're here to talk about today. Maybe we talk about why it was important for, for you and Deep Crawl to talk to CMOs. Because you are you are sponsoring this podcast, you're sponsoring this episode. Um, I want to be clear to the, uh, the listeners as well. Um like we're not trying to do anything underhand. You'll have heard the sponsorship message before you um before we get into the episode, but maybe just talk about why it was important for you to talk to CMOs specifically out of anyone in the C-suite. Yeah,
1: well, you know, this is like a Blatantly obvious statement I'm going to make here, uh, <laughs> but we all know the world is changing, and this, you know, the idea of digital transformation has been discussed for years and years. And I think, you know, we are all quite aware of the fact that it's been accelerated, much of that due to what's happened with COVID. And so, you know, I, I that part I think is is pretty clear and obvious. What what the result of that has been, and that we've seen as well, is that. Um, you know, there's this focus on like, how do we optimize all these digital channels? And, you know, for us at Deep Crawl, we think about it in the sense of, you know, the, the you know, what I've been saying is often the first and most impressionable of those digital channels is the website. And it's one of the things that deep crawl does. It enables folks to be able to assess how well they're doing in that technical foundation and, you know, how fast is their website? uh, You know, how, how, um, uh, how easy is it for Google to sort of find that website and rank it highly in its search results and those sorts of things. And so, you know, I think it's just really important for CMOs to sort of understand the importance of that technical foundation. Oftentimes, you know, because of the technical complexities of it all, they tend to focus on content and keyword as like the, you know, the, the, the part of SEO that's most important, but really without that foundation, like lame, cheesy analogy coming, like you got to build a foundation before you can build the house on top. That kind of thing is really what we're trying to do here at Deep DeepProm.
0: Because I think, I think a lot of, well, I'm, I'm assuming all CMOs are familiar with SEO as a concept, but a yeah. lot of that has to do with, as you said, content, it's to do with getting your content, getting yourself up the Google rankings with content. So what is, what's technical SEO? If we go, Let's get down to basics. Like what is technical SEO? You mentioned a little bit, it's about like yeah. Google being able to find your website
1: well, but what does that actually mean? Yeah. So the, let's call it the textbook definition says, you know, it is the, it is a discipline that uh, leverages technology to ensure that a website can uh, meet the technical requirements of search engines, so Google, Bing, etc., right? Uh, with the goal that we want to drive better organic search results. Um, and so we often will talk about the importance of technical SEO, um, you know, in context of its impact to the overall business. Um, and you know, we'll sometimes talk about that in the context of uh, things that I, I think most of our listeners or your listeners are gonna be very familiar with. It's like a funnel and what is that SEO funnel and how does technical SEO support that SEO uh, funnel? And we describe it oftentimes as like the, the funnel is the path to revenue, right? And um, that, that path to revenue really starts from the creation of a URL uh, through to a user interacting with that URL and then that URL eventually converting to, to revenue. And it has to pass through a bunch of stages. Um, and so it needs to be discovered by your search engine. The Search engine needs to crawl that, that URL. It needs to ensure that URL can render properly. It needs to then index that URL, uh, and then it can be ranked. And the customer has to sort of love that experience when it gets to that URL, and then it'll ultimately convert to revenue, right? And so you know, as you think about the experience through the funnel, Uh, In the context of a website, it is like, you know, if a website can't be discovered, it won't be crawled by Google or whatever your search engine is of preference. If it can't be crawled, it won't be indexed. If it can't be, um, uh, you know, rendered or may not render properly, then it won't be indexed by Google properly. If it can't be indexed, then it won't appear in in Google's index to be uh, then ranked. Uh, if it can't index, it won't rank. If you know, if there's no traffic, then you know maybe an obvious statement it can't convert then to revenue. And so we sort of think about it through that lens and understanding how there's a bit of a snowball effect or knock on effect through that funnel. And you've got to get that technical piece right. And so we give you a bunch of tools to really measure how you're performing across that across that funnel. And I hope I hope that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. So the the tools. It, it is it something that CMOS can have an effect on with tools,
0: or is it just about seeing what is going wrong and then trying to work out from there? Like, is it, is it that it's are those the kinds of tools that we're talking about here? Is it just like getting a picture of what's going wrong or is it actually tackling the actual problems that need to be tackled?
1: Yeah, great question. So we try to help uh, prioritize the things that are most important for them to tackle. Uh, and so, you know, we think about the, the, the technology in, um, you know, call it three ways, right? The first of which is understand what's going on Uh, And then we'll give you a report and a ranking that'll tell you, you know, here are the things that are most important. Here's what you should focus on. Here's your priorities. Uh, And we've got a bunch of like in-house technical SEOs who are, who can help support this as well. Uh, And, uh, and then having an understanding of what's most important and what the impact of those changes are will enable CMOs to then talk to their folks in, on the dev side of the house who are controlling the code releases, who are doing the web development and help them sort of prioritize the fixes that are needed in order to drive the biggest impact on on the business. Um, and so there's helping to sort of bridge this gap between the CMO and, you know, the CEO or the head of web development or whomever, whatever that role uh, ha- hap- happen, happens to be. And then we give you a bunch of connectors that says, okay, well, I've got all this great data. Now, how do I visualize that data? How do I make sure that, you know, it gets the visibility up through the business as well? Uh, and so, you know, we, we try to help help um, give our customers the ability to, to, to facilitate that process.
0: Okay, so you visualize we've visualized the problems, we've tackled the problems. When do we start seeing the benefits of improving technical, uh, technical SEO? Because that, that's always going to be the, the issue is that like we, yeah. we need to do the work to tackle the problems. When do we start seeing the gains from it?
1: Yeah, it is such a hard thing to quantify. Um, but um, you know it is in some ways a bit of a longer term play. And, you know, the thing that I would, you know, caution, you know, marketing leaders against is this, you know, over reliance on, you know, like short term ROI that's often gained from like paid search. And, you know, we can talk about that a little more. But, you know, in, when we think about technical SEO, you know, this is a, you know, six to nine month sort of game here where you're building the foundation, you're improving organic Over time, you start to see that investment in organic have, you know, sort of exponential or compounding returns relative to what you get from like a paid search, which is like for every dollar I spend, I now uh, acquire a new customer. But in order to acquire a new customer, I've got to spend another dollar, so to speak. Right. Um, And, you know, we all know that it's a lot more than a dollar. So it can get, can get really expensive. And so for us, it's all about, hey, let's build a foundation. Let's get your organic traffic uh, up to a place that that is, you know, hits whatever targets or goals you're 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 aiming for. And then you'll start to see the, the growth in customers uh, uh, expand exponentially as as a result of that because you're not paying more to acquire those customers.
0: And then the the problem is with a lot of CMOs, particularly ones in sort of early stage, high growth companies. They need those quick wins. They need to have those quick improvements. They need to show how they're driving revenue to the, the yeah. CEO, um, particularly when they don't have they don't have the, the luxury of waiting nine months for for returns. Particularly when uh, CMOs have like the shortest tenure of any people yeah. in the C suite. They have they have to show results as fast as possible to secure their jobs. So that's basically what the conversation is going to be about today: is how can CMOs sort of communicate the benefits of these long-term strategies to, to CEOs. I know you're you're a CEO who's kind of bought into the technical SEO. Have a little bias,
1: mindset. maybe. Yeah, yeah <laughs> maybe a little bit,
0: just a little <laughs> bit. But getting your perspective, I think, is going to be very valuable. in the types of conversations that your your CMO has with you about sort of long-term strategies and stuff like that. Um yeah, so I, kept... go on, go
1: on, Craig. Yeah. Go. Oh yeah. No, I was going to say like I want to be clear. I I am not uh I am not telling CMOs to stop investing in paid search, I'd like to use the example we we just talked about. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, in the long run, businesses will be much better off by diverting a bunch of that budget today that's dedicated to paid search to drive better organic, because in the long run, they'll see a significant reduction in their costs of acquiring customers. And so the way you know, and you know, without uh, you know this. I hate giving an answer like it depends, right? But (laughs) there are a bunch of factors that are unique to every business to assess and determine how much of that they should think about diverting over into driving more sustainable long-term growth. Um, But, you know, part of it in terms of selling it internally is really about um, education and, you know, helping to ensure that the leaders of the organization, your CEO, uh, in the case of a CMO, um, understands Uh, The impact that something that is, you know, can be fairly highly technical, but translate those highly technical terminologies into business uh, impact, into returns, into things that they would understand like, hey, we're, you know, because of this, we're ranking higher in the search, search results because of this we are seeing more site visitors because of the experience that those site visitors have, we're noticing an increasing conversion rates of people coming to our site. Um, And therefore, you can start to make some very reasonable assumptions on, you know, what is the revenue impact of of this sort of investment and when you'll start to see the return and set the expectation. Um, And I think, you know, most good CEOs... Uh, uh you know try to be empathetic to uh to their to their cmos and you know and and will help to you know help to sort of educate them to understand the balance of of sort of driving both of these acquisition channels
0: yeah i mean because at, at the end of the day ideally you want both running in in tandem like you don't yeah. want to just mean, we do
1: pay one. like we do paid search yeah. as well right
0: <laughs> exactly yeah right here right now you've got ceo and seo uh, company saying we do paid as well like it's it, there is room for both within and any pretty much any organization can have both running it's just about working out as you said which percentage of the investment you should be putting into it so let's let's dive into sort of like the the discussions that cmos can have with with ceos about technical seo and like how to how to how to move the needle in that respect towards getting the buy-in like because the focus on quick wins that can often come from – they can be dictated from this by the CEO. They'll say, we need to hit these targets as soon as possible. How can you say to them, listen, we need to take a step back from these growth goals that we, you've said we've got to reach and invest in something that's a bit more long-term? Like It doesn't matter that we've got maybe yeah.
1: we've got
0: VC meetings coming up, we've got investors coming in, Like we've got to have these numbers to show. It's better for us to have these long-term goals instead.
1: Yeah. So for me, I think a lot of it, you know, um, uh, you know, we we oftentimes want to see and understand just like make things as as quantifiable as as completely possible. Um, And, you know, the thing is, when we look at, at the data, um, the data does suggest that most CMOs actually agree with exactly what it is that I, that, that I'm saying um, as 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 a premise, right? It, you know, we we ran a survey. Uh, I guess it was maybe early, late last, late last year, early this year, um, in which 89% of marketers in that survey agree that organic search is what's driving revenue in the future. Like everyone agrees. Um, and so, you know, p- part of it is I think it really does come back to just like ensuring your CEO really understands that, that SEO funnel. Like they understand why this is important to really get that foundational piece of your website correct. The other thing that I think is starting to resonate more is uh, is um, is the idea of customer experience and the impact on customer experience and people care a whole lot about that. And so if I'm the CEO, as the CEO, uh, you know, it, it, it may be harder for me to understand crawlability and indexability of Google and, you know, and bots and all, like maybe I don't get any of that, but I do understand that the experience that my customers have or my potential customers have when they come to my website matters a whole lot in terms of the decisions they make. I do care that, you know, the, um, the, you know, the, the times it takes for pages to load on my site, especially on the revenue, the key revenue generating pages, you know, those few, uh, I do care that the users who come there have an incredible experience and it's fast and it's performing. And, you know, at the very least, it's better than my competitors, right? I do care about those things. Um, and so it's really, uh, uh, you know, I, I got, a, I got a piece of advice one time from someone when I, you know, Super American, uh, move over to London, and I, you know I, I'm talking with my boss in the UK, who's also an American guy, and you know he's using uh, British English rather than like you know American English, and there's certain terminology and words, and and I remember laughing at him like like dude, why are you talking like this? Like what's going on? And he's like, Craig, you got to speak to be understood, right? <laughs> And if people don't understand what you're saying, then it doesn't really matter. And so I think of that. I think of that. That advice that I got, and I apply that here. It's like speak to your CEOs in language that they understand, things that they care about. Uh, and I, I think you'll find a, a hell of a lot more uh, success in, in driving the initiatives that you think as a CMO really, really matter.
0: I, I definitely like the idea of thinking about in terms of customer experience because search engine optimization it it puts the focus on search engines and doing it to please google when really it is about doing it to make it easier for your customers for your audience to find your products to find what you're offering Uh, i really like that angle it's very interesting um is it is that so is that's going to form sort of like the foundation of the argument and then you said maybe you need some quantifiable things you need some some metrics to show what what are those metrics you can show when it comes to techno seo but you said you said site loads site speed is that is that a good metric to show
1: yeah so um so site visitors is probably Mm. the most foundational right how many people are coming uh they we we also we also um we also try to help our customers just understand sort of the 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 volume of, you know, I'll give a few very specific examples, right? The volume of broken links on pages, right? Like not a metric that you often will think of, but you know, if you click on a web page and it takes you to an error, you may never go back to that website again. And so, you know, some of those metrics will start to track and you wanna reduce that to as as little as possible. Uh, You also wanna make sure you don't have a bunch of pages that are duplicates of each other because then Google gets confused. Like which one is the one that I should actually be surfacing, right? You wanna make sure you don't have a whole whole lot of those. Um, some other more tangible things are, you know, things like, you know, having like images that are the right size for the page, because if you have an image that's too large, unnecessarily large, and all of a sudden your page takes too long to load. So site speed becomes uh, a challenge and, you know, users, uh, you know, we're, we're, we don't have a lot of, uh, a lot of attention now, Our attention spans are very short these days. And so if a page takes too long to load, you're off on, you know, some other website looking at something else or you're on your phone texting your buddies or whatever you're doing. And so, uh, you know, we need to make sure websites can can really perform uh, at at, at the speed in which um, users are expecting. Um, And I'll say one last thing, which I I think is the right kind of validation around this is that, you know, Google, uh, I think it was about three or four months ago, they announced uh, and implemented like a change to their algorithm, which was a really meaningful change. It's called Core Web Vitals, but it essentially, uh, it's them saying that, you know, they're gonna take a bunch of four key factors and these factors are gonna determine uh, what's called a page experience score. Um, and that score is going to help determine how findable and rankable is your website. And so, uh, you know, so looking at some of those metrics that determine that page experience score uh, also also go a long way.
0: The the algorithm thing, the Google algorithm thing, that 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 is one of the things that I think some CMOS have misconceptions about when it comes to to seo because they, they're still thinking of like the old school google algorithms where it is all about keyword density it is all about just getting like those long tail keywords and stuff like that Where it is, it is more about the experience now and i think communicating that to a ceo is going to be very effective like because at the end of the day yeah. your website is your first it, it's your customer first call of customer service your first call That's of right. sales first call pretty much everyone's first port of
1: call when it comes to any kind of brand is to interact with the website first yeah, that, that's 100% right. And look, and you know, I will be the first to tell you that, you know, there are people at at our organization who have been SEOs for 10, 12, 15, 20 plus years. And so I certainly won't begin to get into the nuanced details of core web vitals and what it means and all those, the four key factors. That certainly isn't an area that I can 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 deeply speak to, but um, you know we we like to help our customers understand and help them tell the story and help them craft the narrative. And so you know a lot of our customers have in-house technical SEOs or work with an agency uh, to help them. But it, it is important to to make sure that you can sort of articulate that in a way that's easy easier to easier to understand. Um, and so, yeah, it's, you know, how secure is my site? How, um, you know, is it mobile friendly? Does it perform well? You know, those are the factors that are really starting to drive uh, uh, or impact Google's algorithm, which in general is a bit of a black box. It's really hard to interpret.
0: Yeah. I mean, Google's not going to release all the secrets that make it far too easy. No. <laughs> They've got to give us something to work towards. Right, right. Yeah. So, so that's kind of like the conversation with the CEO. But then... There are probably impacts on the, the wider business as well, like to communicate, like, how, what, who else is going to benefit beyond the marketing department with a good technical SEO audit?
1: Yeah, um, great question. So, you know, we, uh, you know, we often find that, you know, it is um, the folks in, you know, web development specifically that also are a pretty major stakeholder in this. And, uh, you know, sometimes it is hard to get those folks to understand uh, or think about SEO as they're uh, developing uh, writing code for the website. It's not at the top of the mind, the top of their mind are really around like, what are the additions I need to the website? What are the changes, whether it's, you know, uh, cosmetic changes, et cetera. Like that's where they're focused. They're not necessarily focused on the impact to SEO. And so, um, and so, you know, again, not to keep coming back to the education piece, but there is a bit of a, hey, you know, let's take some time and be empathetic towards each other and help you understand why this matters to the business overall and why you should be thinking about, thinking about those things uh, as part of your normal workflow. And, uh, you know, we, we try to play a role in helping that, helping with that. Um, by, you know, enabling some, you know, technology tools that enables, you know, uh, developers to have their code go through a quick little QA process before it actually hits the website. And so, you know, we can set some thresholds and those thresholds will say, hey, if, you know, if, if, if it will impact these metrics in these ways, then we should, you know, pause the release potentially, or we should, um, or we should at least flag that it may impact in a certain way, and so it's, it's a way for for you know developers to be more proactive and for marketing teams to be more proactive about managing their SEO as opposed to like something bad happening. I you know somehow you know broke one of my biggest revenue generating pages, and all of a sudden it's a twenty million dollar impact. Let's prevent that from happening in the first place. And so you know educating your organization about the impact, potential impact of this. Um, is usually a good, uh, usually a good place to start. And so product managers, web developers, you know, CTOs, et cetera, um, you know, you need to get in front of those folks and, and really start to lay the groundwork for why this is important for the business overall.
0: It'll probably have an impact on sort of the non-technical sides of business, sort of like the, the sales department, for example, like if you're saying we're diverting some of the investment from paid, like paid leads into this technical SEO it you'll have to communicate the benefits of that in the long run how it's going to make their lives easy it's going to make exactly. it easier for potential leads to find um like lead nurturing content on the website it's going to make it find it easy to find the, the, the products that they're looking for as well definitely I,
1: I think that's absolutely right and i'll take it i'll take it one step further from that as well which is you know the journey that customers go on they're 60 70 percent down that journey usually at least in the context of b2b And oftentimes in B2C, before they ever talk to a a person, a rep, or, you know, engage with a brand, right, they're down that journey. And so, you know, to the extent that you can get your sales leaders in the context of B2B selling enterprise, as an example, um, to understand and value the importance of those prospects having an incredible experience with your brand before they get in front of your account execs. Um, helping them to understand that I think goes a long way in getting their buy-in for what it is that 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 uh, that you as the CMO are, are proposing that we do to to drive a better experience with with the website, and then you know it's also the data that comes out of it, right? You know, there's just you know you're you're, you're capturing all kinds of. Um, you know, uh, really valuable insights on where people are clicking and how people are clicking and where they're spending the most time and what are the things they value the most and what are the pages that they're spending the most time on and how they value that. And that, again, starts to translate into, um, you know, what, you know, understanding what they value, which can then further aid uh, a seller in providing, um, you know, very highly tailored or customized solutions that'll that'll meet the needs of, of what it is they're valuing the most.
0: Yeah, I often find these these kinds of processes, what they're really good for is getting rid of the assumptions that you might have about yeah. anything to do with your business. It gets rid of your assumptions about the usability of your website. It gets rid of the assumptions you have about how your customers behave, what they're interested in, what they're actually looking at. You, you talked about where they're clicking, heat maps. Oh my God, the first right. time I saw a heat map for a website, it blew my
1: mind. Boom, I love it. Yeah. Like you have
0: no idea how they're actually going to use your website until you actually get it down into the nitty gritty, like technical details. And it's such a valuable tool,
1: such a valuable tool. Yeah. And we, we often will encourage our customers to do that, you know, which is what you just described. It's like, what are the 10 20 50 in the case of some of our larger clients, what are the hundred thousand most important URLs and let's make sure we optimize those, first, because that's going to have the biggest impact that helps the helps to drive the priorities. And, you know, I think it's just as a CMO, it's just important to know what they are like, you know, forget doing anything about them. Just step one, know what they are Uh, and then worry about optimizing them later.
0: Identify, then optimize is the way to go, definitely. Yeah. Um, So this this isn't just a one and done process, though, is it? It's, It's an ongoing process. You've got to continuously monitor. How often should you be doing an audit? For technical seo like is it something you need to be monitoring constantly or is it something you dip into like once a month once a quarter what what's your yeah. advice in that respect
1: yeah so at, at least once a quarter most of our more successful customers are doing this uh weekly weekly monthly crawls of their of their website um you know part of it also depends on your release schedule And so if you're an e-commerce platform, as an example, that's constantly putting out new pages, new product, et cetera, then you might want to think about doing this on a daily, weekly basis, just because the amount of changes, the amount of code that's going to your site is, is frequent and, you know, uh, at a high volume. So, you know for for those kinds of businesses uh the frequency of running audits uh and monitoring what's happening on your sites and you know as you think about you know the larger organizations with a bunch of different domains and a bunch of different countries and a bunch of languages and you know like the size and scale of this problem just you know can get fairly large and so um you want to just constantly be you know scanning your sites to make sure that they're in they're in good health and they're performing really well awesome awesome so we covered quite a bit in yeah, yeah a relatively short space of time. I
0: think I think it's worth us going over again, sort of like what we've talked about to make sure we're we're clear with the messaging that we're we're putting out to people. So let's start with what's uh what's the golden rule of technical SEO, like and why it's needed? Like why is it needed for websites and brands these days?
1: Yeah, most important reason is you need to make sure that search engines can find your website, can index your website, and that it ranks higher in the search results page second thing that's most important is to make sure that then when customers get to those pages that they have an incredible experience that it's fast highly performant uh, and and uh, and the users enjoy their time on your website and, and we then do
0: that. and that, and that customer experience do that, that yeah. customer experience side is that that's the the message to commun- that's the golden rule to communicate to, to CEOs is that, that's is that what, what you communicate to CEOs correct okay and then and then Let's talk about the, the big ultimate benefit. Like, what is the purpose of this project in the long term for the entire brand, the entire business? Like, what is the big driving message to drive this kind of project?
1: Yeah, I uh, I say two things. One, uh, lo- lower cost of act, lower cost of acquisition, uh, uh, customer acquisition in-, in the long run is uh, you know me- you know meaningfully. Um, uh, uh, valuable for organizations to do, and so it'll it would help with that. Um, and then also, again, to come back to the customer experience pieces, you know, you'll start to see increased conversion rates, i.e., increased revenue from from your from having a technically sound, uh, foundationally sound website as well.
0: Awesome. So you did mention that there is some more technical details to do with technical SEO. Shocking, I'm sure. Yes. What are the resources where our listeners could go and find some more information on this? Like what are, what are some good places to start? If they need, They need to do a bit more of a deep dive into technical SEO.
1: Yeah, I think I'm allowed to shamelessly plug deep you not you're, you're right sponsoring here. the episode. <laughs> you, can, you can plug as much as you want, Craig. So we uh, we released a couple ebooks um, recently that I think are worth worthwhile reading if you're starting on your 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 SEO journey or tech, technical SEO journey. One, we did a survey. Uh, I referenced it once or twice throughout our conversation. Uh, we partnered with e-consultancy. E- um, so if you just search, but <laughs> I'm best I can do. Uh, if you search um, uh, e-consultancy deep crawl, uh, dig- the digital future report, um, you'll be able to find that pr- pretty easily or just go to our website. Um, also, we released a guide. Uh, it's called the CMO's Guide to Growth in the search first age and it really hammers home some of the points that we discussed about paid versus organic um, and how to, how to think about, um, the finding that balance and and really driving your organization to finding that balance, and so there's a little bit more more details there. Um, also, we are just on the cusp of launching a uh, a, 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 a quick you know quick and easy diagnostic tool um, around uh, health scoring for your um, for your website, and we're gonna you know produce a a quick little report just to let you know how you stack up uh, from a web health perspective, and so. Uh, I, I say, stay tuned to Deepcrawl for uh, for more details on on that report and, and how you can get a little diagnostic on how well you're how well you're performing.
0: Awesome, awesome, the, the, yeah. Um, I'm, I've read a few of the, the resources. They are super valuable, super important. Uh, mainly in preparation for this uh, this episode because I I had nothing to know. I knew nothing about technical SEO. I'm a content writer. That's not my thing. But I can <laughs> I can really see the benefit of it now. Like having read some of the materials and talking to you as well, Craig. Of course. And i'm sure our audience as well will be interested in doing a bit more of a deep dive into the technical side of seo like it's not just keyword density ladies and gentlemen it's it's far more than that and it's far more important um thank you for joining us today craig and thank you for being our first ceo on the site i, I wish we had like some like poppers to like go off or something like that. But we <laughs> well, don't, sadly. It,
1: it has been it has been really fun i really do feel honored i uh, I, I think the work that you you all are doing at cmo alliance is great and it's helpful and I've listened to a bunch of your 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 uh, episodes as well and I've learned a few things here and there as well and so um, you know uh, thank you for having me on I, I feel I, I do feel honored uh, to be the, the the one to break the Cmo uh, guest. <laughs> <laughs> (laughs)
0: well thank you Craig Um, who knows maybe we'll have some more CEOs on the future but you'll always be our first so thank you very much for that and and thank you for our listeners as well Uh, thank you for listening Um, we'll be back soon with more CMO combos.